Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. This week we're with Shane Riley of J D Canvas and Leather in Oriana, Idaho. Shane is sharing how he and his wife Amy started their business with $135 and a Facebook post. We're talking about how they've built their business, what it means to have a quality American-made product, and keeping the cowboy way of life alive. So here we go with Shane Riley. All right, well, I'm here today with Shane Riley of J D Canvas and Leather in Oriana, Idaho. Shane, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, sure, you're welcome. Glad, glad you gave us a little call today. Yeah, tell us a little bit about you. Have you always lived in Idaho? Uh, I grew up in a little, little uh, hay community called Lehigh, Arizona. I was there 20 years, uh, pretty much a, a rough period of my life, I like to say, in Arizona. Came up to Idaho, and I've lived in the same county now for almost 25, 26 years, something like that, 27 maybe now. Um, but I'm originally from Arizona and transplanted to, to Idaho somewhere around 91, 90, 90, 91, somewhere in there. Okay. And I've been here ever since. And how, we have to know, how did you and Amy meet? Oh, uh, at church, I suppose. She was playing the piano, and I was kind of a backwards city kid. Uh, <laughs> came in, in there, and I don't know, like, she was playing the piano, and I, I, like, I guess I liked how it sounded. That's great. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your background career-wise, because I think that plays an important part in your story. Uh that's that I've, I've just about done everything under the sun as far as uh construction packing um my dad was an outfitter okay. uh, he he was uh he was a guide most of his life uh as a, a houndsman and uh i did a lot of that with him um i did a lot of packing and uh also construction wise my brother and i ran a construction company for 20 something years um we we got to go almost we got to go around the world um, building things. We built a dozen churches or so, not not uh, on on our continent. We got to go do uh, things in Asia. We got to do things in Africa. We got to do a lot of building that was overseas. And uh, uh, along with that was um, missionary work. It was kind of a it is my passion to do and just try try to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ is is been my goal for 30 years almost and uh that construction business that we had um kind of motored that and and uh, was a big part of that now uh, as we've kind of dropped back into this business um we still have that on our hearts to do we just don't go overseas quite as much this shop uh has us if we're not in here uh making canvas then canvas doesn't go anywhere so we (laughs) We're a little bit more uh, tied to home, but um, that's okay. It's it, we're building something that I think will, will last, you know, in that in this business here. So I've cowboyed for on and off for 20, 25 years here. Uh, when I came to Idaho, I didn't even know you could ride a horse. It was all mules. <laughs> Dad, Dad never had horses. He had always had mules. And but uh, you, you get on a mule out here in the Scion country, and uh, you, they they don't smile on it like they do in Arizona and other places. So we 
we we started cowboy and horseback here in Oriana for these local guys. Um, I when I first got married, I called. I wanted to go cowboy, and uh, I was broke as could be, and had a baby come in. And I called a guy, and he was he's uh, his name was Billy Kane. He was the cow boss at the Span the Spanish Ranch at the time. And I said, Hey, uh, Billy, I would like to come work for you. He said, Well, tell me about a little bit about yourself, you know. And I I told him, and he said, He said, You don't want to come over here. He said, this, this deal over here is for single guys. He said, what you do is, he said, you just start day working for those guys around you and uh, hang your single day working. And he said, you need to be home with your little baby and wife, and that'd be better. He said, you don't want to work on these big ranches. There ain't no, it ain't a married, it, it's not a married guy deal. So I did, and I started just, uh, just uh, r- riding for day wages here locally and, uh, and have, have done that yeah i still do it um i I got to manage a few places got to work on some bigger ranches that are pretty much from the uh old bruno river area to the oregon line uh you know i don't think there's a drainage there that i haven't got to ride in or punch cows in you know and that's a pretty big stretch of the oahe so just stayed right here and uh didn't get the wanderlust like a lot of cowboys do i just stayed right here and kind of raised my family and uh shot some horses and make ends meet and things like that but um somewhere about 2013 or 14 i broke my ankle had a colt jump across the creek and land on my ankle and i was kind of hobbled up on crutches and i think a little bit too much in amy's kitchen you know one and (laughs) so we started this deal and uh with one bed tarp, we drove to town, which is all, I think you've heard this part of our story, but I think it's about, it's a hundred plus mile round trip. We drove to town, bought a piece of canvas and uh, came home and built a bed tarp, made some leather straps on it. I had lost mine in a fire. And so I, you know, we were just kind of, she was trying to get me a project. So we did that. And uh, when I, we got done building that bed tarp, she said, I'm going to sell this thing on Facebook. And I thought, oh, she's crazy. <laughs> and she put it up there and within 11 minutes i think is what we've always pretty much said uh inside of 11 minutes someone had put money in our bank account uh for that bed tarp and uh you know i was we were we were still cowboy wages and poor i think we started this whole business with 135 bucks wow uh, we, we the next day we drove back to town and bought another piece of canvas <laughs> you know pretty much fed the fuel tank most of the profit from that first one you know and by the third day i said honey let's do something crazy let's buy two pieces <laughs> <laughs> and we did that anyway by christmas we had made over 35 bed tarps wow. and uh someone got a hold of us and said why don't you why don't you throw up a little booth here at jordan valley uh big loop in the spring and uh we did that by this time we were rolling with the bed tarps and we were making some gear bags and things and a cowboy at Jordan Valley asked us, Hey, build me a teepee. And we didn't know nothing about teepees or, you know, like that. So Uh we, we were making a bunch of, uh, bed tarps and gear bags and things like that. But we built that first teepee, um, for a kid and it, boy, it really took off. And, uh, we, we've, we we're, we're almost to the 400 teepee mark. Um, as far as our business, since that first one and uh 
and bed tarps we lost track of oh a long time ago <laughs> i don't even, we don't even we, we don't even know how many uh bed tarps we've built and things we've built um we've shipped canvas and leather goods to i think seven or eight countries now wow. and almost every state we've even um sent canvas to hawaii we've made a lot of canvas in and i i don't think we've sent anything to puerto rico yet but we're I'd like that's on our bucket list. We'll get some something built to send to Puerto Rico, but yeah. you know they just don't, they just don't have the cows down there, I guess. But okay, that's how we kind of got started. Um, there was one other thing I'll back up on uh, and, and mention. Uh, as far as you know, everyone says how do you, how do you make a business? And and Amy and I for that first ninety days of our business, at the end of the at the end of the month, we gave away every single thing that we'd made for, for 90 days. And, um, I, you know, it doesn't sound like a, a whole lot, but at that time it was. And, uh, we, we, we emptied out the little account or whatever we had every, every single at the end of the month and we gave it away. And, uh, we still try to maintain, um, if, if someone calls for a rodeo or anything that's a benefit or we, we try to, we, we this company, we kind of tried to, build so that we could give away and uh you know we we some we've had a few people try to take advantage of that things like that but we try mm-hmm. we, we try to give away uh you know to to a little uh rodeo here a little rodeo there some of the big ones even and uh, we try to we try to give a little bit try to give back that's incredible i love that so over the years, you you talked a little bit about you expanded into other product lines because either people sure. requested it or you're like, hey, we could do this. So tell us sure. now about all the different things you offer. Um, a, a, a friend of ours from Western Horseman, she, she had Jessica, our daughter. She had her build. Um, this is this is just for one example. Um, everyone has an idea, you know, and and. Uh, Jennifer Dennison from Western Arsenal, she called, she, she contacted Jessica and she said, Hey Jessica, why don't you make me uh, a, a Christmas stocking for everyone here at the office at Western Arsenal? And so she did that. She just made a little canvas sock, you know, with a tooled leather top and I think some names or something on, on the top. Anyway, that, that took off that year. And uh, we made two or 300 of those stockings for that mm-hmm. Christmas. And Jen, Jennifer put, put a little, uh, editorial and some pictures things in, in a Christmas issue the following year. Well, now we're making Christmas socks like they're, you know, they're just, <laughs> we don't even have time to make bed tarps. We're making these Christmas <laughs> stockings. And, uh, and, and still at Christmas time, we, we, we make, we usually make 150 to, to 200 every Christmas. Um, things like that ha- have, uh, uh, the, you know, we, we never shy away from, we've always tried to stay with our three main items, mm-hmm. but things like that, uh, come up and we, 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 we do them one time. She, she, from her dorm room, she made, uh, leather lanyards. I'd send her up, she'd come home or something and, and, uh, her and our son, Isaac, they'd come home and I'd send them a bunch of leather and pound and walk and mallet. And she made, um, 50 to 60 leather lanyards uh, or keychains or different things like that. So our kids have really gotten involved too and, and learned early that they could, uh, you know, that they could, they could, uh, with the mail, the help of the mailman, a little bit of leather, they could make some money. Uh, the, the other products, you know, we, 
we, we, we so, so, sometimes you have to rein it back in. Yeah. And, uh, for, like right now, we're so busy with teepees um, that even uh, even our advertisement, we had to drop back on our advertising for our bags, our war bags and gear bags, because we're making so many teepees right now. That's just the uh, Amy and I in the shop, and our niece works with us too. She 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 comes in and sews for us two or three days a week. But we we're we're at the at, at this point right now we're we're wondering you know do we change the the decimal point and and, and go bigger or do we just kind of stay mom and pop and 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 live our life here in Oriana you know yeah. So are you leaning one way or another? Well, I kind of, I Amy, you know, through the business, it never did take the fact that I wanted to be horseback away. And uh, so I take care of yeah. 400 cows uh, in the spring, get them through uh, Brandon and then ship them up to forest service. So I, I think with, with, with uh, that and, and uh, just, just making just 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 bumping along with what we're doing i think we're we're real happy here so i don't think we're gonna you know try to bite off the big uh the the big canvas donut but i think we're pretty happy where we're at right now we want to we want to be able to stay with that uh that uh you know it's just made by a cowboy his wife and if we if we if we do a bunch of higher and i think some of that will evaporate we're, we're not sure we're wanting to do that yeah yeah so jade bardee is actually your family brand right it is it was my my father and my uncle came up to idaho almost 40 35 something years ago and registered the brand for the first time and it's it's joe and dawson that's my uncle and my dad Aww. And uh, my brother and I have the brand now in, in both of our, we both use it. Um, and it is, it is our family brand, Jay Bardee. And, you know, with the website things, we had, we had to change that because we had people all the time wanting to call our company J-D or, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, on our website, we had to spell it out, you know. And uh, sometimes I wish we never had to do that. But just, just for even our .com and, and all that, we had to, to, to spell out J. Bardee. Uh, and in fact, it, last Christmas, Amy ordered me this little cutout, and it said J. Bardee on G J B A R D. And I said, honey, that's not my brand. Where you, where, where, I can't hang that anywhere. <laughs> she said, I know, but that's our company. That's our logo. And she did. She had a, uh, We had a real, real nice person make us a, a, a real good logo and with this spelled out. But every time I see it, I thought, you know, that's really not me, but... I guess for the internet world, it has to be. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of people still they they say JD and uh, JD Candles and, and I, 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 none of that bothers me. I just I know that it was uh, you know it's just what whatever we put on our horses and cows, you know. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with the Western world and right, branding right. and, and stuff, you would not know right. that. So, right. And that's what we get all the time. And that's why even when we were picking our domain, you know, we had to, we had to go spell it out. So I think it's cool that bed tarps have long been a part of the cowboy way of life, but it seems like, and, and what you were just saying proves that people are using them for other stuff too. So sure. Oh yeah. Sure. We, we have, uh, a, a, a lot of different people. Um, and, and I'll just give you one example. 
it's, uh, a, a good cowboy friend of mine the other day, he goes, how are you still sending these bed tarps all across the country? He said, there's not that many guys that have jobs that are they're staying out with the cows anymore. Where are all these going? Are they going to weekend warriors, the people that want a cowboy? I told him, I said, you know, what's strange is about four years ago, we had a guy who, uh, he's a trucker, and he got to pack in our bedroll in, with him in his truck because he was afraid to, to because of bed bugs he was afraid to sleep on a, open the sheets on a hotel room and uh <laughs> so this guy he got this i don't know if it was a cb or what but he got to talking about our company and men for a, a year and a half two years seemed like we were just sending bed rolls bed tarps these truckers were making up a regular old cowboy bed and throwing it in their cab so that when they'd stay over in a hotel or whatever, they could just take that thing in there and roll it out, and here they'd have a bed, you know. And uh, I thought, what a what a great use of our product that these you know cowboys have used for a couple hundred years is these truckers that are, don't want to bring bed bed bug home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's been quite a few of those type of things, you know. And uh, with a lot of a lot of our teepee tents go to these people that go out on the. Um, we sent, in fact, we sent one to, uh, Norway and this mm. fella, he, he, he reenacts, um, these Viking crusades and things. He does it three or four times a year and he takes our little teepee because they don't allow, um, any material that isn't a natural fiber. And mm. so this guy, he, he goes into this nor this, this Viking camp, you know, and they, have all these guys around swinging clubs and spear, uh, axes, I guess. And here, here he sets up our teepee in the middle of it. And, uh, he sent us some pretty neat pictures and things, but, you know, I guess a teepee, uh, we, you know, these range tents, these cowboys they've used for a long time. They sure had a lot of uses before that they used, started to use them here on our condo, you know? Wow. You just never yeah. know, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, talk a little bit about the business side, and you alluded to a couple of things, but what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned as you've built this business? That's a, that's a hard one. I'm not, I, I, I never was uh, business oriented, I guess. I, I have an eighth grade education, and um, in, that, in, that eight, eight, in those eight or nine years of schooling, I, I didn't even know that I don't, I didn't even know what a bottom line or I, I didn't learn any of that. Even in my construction business, uh, my brother and I, we just thought if you went and built something, people give you money and then you could go spend that. And, 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 and that's kind of how we lived in, in that construction business. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I never, we never, uh, I think, I think the, 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 the thing about that business and even my shoeing business is we never, approached it like it was a business it was just that we owned a job mm -hmm. and um this has been a, a lot different because um i i, I got to spend a, a about four and a half five hours with a man named tom balding over in wyoming uh in the very early part of our business and he built that business which is one, probably one of the biggest bit and spur businesses in in the united states now um he told us he said uh, you know, I started from a garage type deal, same as you guys. He said, and, and what you do is you, you hire someone, don't hire someone that can do something you can do. Um, mm -hmm. Hire somebody that can 
do what you can't do to start things out. And so what we did is it, or very early, we hired a bookkeeper um, to kind of track and show us what we what what was possible and what we were doing. And I, I, I think that lesson right there um, has carried off. We still don't hire uh, someone who can do what we can do. And we're, we're really getting close to that thing. But where we do hire is is someone who can do the things that we we can't and and running a business is one of those things uh we I, i'm i'm learning now that uh and it seems like in reverse but i'm i'm learning now we we, we built this business to where we could we could uh lock the door tomorrow and not owe a single person and we've been very fortunate in that we still as as a company um we we do not owe a single dime. Um, we built our shop, uh, our new shop here, um, and all of our equipment we own, and we're we're very very proud of that. And with that bookkeeper mentality that we did hire into the business, we were able to. I mean, we're coming up on a we're we're real close here to a million dollars in sales since we started in two thousand and fourteen, and we're very proud of the fact that uh you know we've been able to put all most of that back in and uh, it's ours it's 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 a bank doesn't isn't j bardee or a, a financier or or things like that we're it's ours and we're very proud of that as far as business i think too business wise if if you if you if you don't get up early and turn the lights on no one else is going to do that yeah you, you, you know that uh, work ethic wise it it, it uh, I'm not sure that this business didn't give me more of a drive because I love getting in there getting tools in my hands I have to have it my my hands actually if I don't get in and start doing something early in the morning with my hands they they ache all day so I I have to I it just it just drives me and same with Amy I think that we have more of a a love for what we do than we ever did before in this business. And I, I think vocation is everything, even in the scriptures and things Paul talked about. And I, you know, I don't want to make this all about the, how, how I serve God, but in this business, I, I serve God in this business and vocationally speaking, I find, I think I finally found where we fit and can support the things that we believe in the most. So good. What does it mean to you to have a quality American-made product? Uh, it. We've had uh, quite a few. In fact, we 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 get it quite often. Um, it, it's scary how cheap we could shop the things out that we do, and um, we've had people contact us and you know we could we, we can build this for pennies and what what we can do it the, uh, even the raw materials and things to other countries we can't even get them here uh for uh, and we we would save just but, but but the product wouldn't be the same it, it's not from someone who understands the use of the product and we do not want to lose that at all I don't think that you, I don't think that there could be a margin big enough for us to shop out this business. Mm. Uh, that being said, Amy is a stitch Nazi. She, she, um, 
I think what sets us aside in the teepee part, a bed tarp is pretty simple. You know, it's just something that wraps around a bed. It's just a piece of canvas. Mm -hmm. But if you, if you look at our teepees and, and, um, we can, we can pick our teepees out because of the, um, I don't know how to say it without being a little bit, um, conceited, but Amy, the way she designed and, and the way we designed this teepee, she wants everything to just be like every stitch to, to, to be uniform and straight. Uh-huh. And if we shop that out, that's gone. Yeah. And it has the same application or it looks the same when you throw it up there, but not to us. And, um, I, I, uh, we would never want to lose that. We build every single part of of uh, keeping from the metal poles to our stakes. You know, wow. we don't we don't shop out a single part of it, and uh, we 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 build everything custom order. We don't have a, a a bunch of things sitting on the shelf. We get calls all the time. Hey, I just got hired at the at the uh, Riddle Ranch, and I'm starting working a week and a half. I need a teepee. Do you have anything on the shelf? And, and the answer is always no, but we started this business just for kids just like you, and we don't mind leaving the light on a little extra at night to, to get it to where you can go to work, you know, and uh, we've, we've, we've got a kind of a working deal with uh, quite a few ranches that are like that, um, some of the bigger ones, Mine Cup, the Gamble. We try not to let any of those guys show up to work that don't have a bed tarp or a teepee, because uh, that's really ha- why we... We, we wanted this for a working cowboy and uh, mm-hmm. there's not very many of them left. And uh, every year, you know, that seems like these those bigger ranches, they have a turnover. Another new kid or 17 or 18 year old kid comes from mom, mom and dad's ranch. And, you know, out at their ranch, they're not having to go out and sleep on the wagon. So they don't have that stuff, but they always take precedence uh, over maybe the teepee going to Norway or the, TP or the bed tarp going to a trucker, you know, these kids, they're, they're, they're why we, you know, why we started this business in the first place. And so we kind of have a soft spot for them. They've got to take a $30,000 pickup and, and six horses that are worth six and $7,000 a piece to go make uh, $1,800 a month. Your best, at least they, at least they can have a nice TP and bed tarp to throw down on the ground and sleep at night, you know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. What's been the most rewarding part of the business? Um, I'm 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 a junkie for bits and spurs, <laughs> uh, silver bits and spurs, you know. And I, I think when I, as far as my personal gear, you know, I was just like every cowboy around here. I might have one bit or uh, a nice set of spurs, one or something, you know. But it's amazing to me what some of these guys will trade for a piece of canvas. And now, you know, I got bits and spurs just. Just, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, a junkie collector, you know, and I think it's been pretty re- rewarding to, to, to know that I have some uh, hundred year old bits made by GS Garcia and things that I wouldn't have gotten had, had we not started this business. Um, and I've got, you know, some very old, very collectible, uh, marked bits and spurs now because of this business. And they actually are a second part of it. You know, we we we're the only company, canvas company that I know of that will will trade a silver bit for a, a teepee or a bed tarp. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I do that. I still do that every month. I, I, wow. I don't. I, I, if if they've got something that's 
value wise gonna gonna buy that TP and and I, I think I can sell it later. I, I sure don't ever turn that down. And it's been pretty pretty rewarding. You know, I've uh, got to, um, and it's also you know some of my heroes. Um, sure. And and some you know I I I uh, some of the guys that I thought you know were the pinnacle of the cowboy and profession and things. Now they're 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 my peers. And uh, I don't think just sitting here cowboy and and me, me taking my horse and going out on my circle, I don't think that that would have happened. But, uh, you know, now through this business and through some sponsorships and, and just meeting people, you know, um, we, we've gotten to, to rub shoulders and be peers now with some of these world champions and, and uh, people that are in the business that have a, have made a name you know that's incredible mm-hmm. well i can't let you go without having you tell me a little bit about your town so tell me about oriana oh oriana is a special place if you pick if you close your eyes and you you picture heaven if you bring that down if you if let's say heaven's at the dial of 10 and you bring that down to about a nine and three quarters <laughs> when you open your eyes that's what oriana would be like uh, if you've ever been around here, you know that that's not true. We're 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 high desert. We don't, uh, a cow has to be moving when it's grazing. It can't sit in one spot. It's got a blade of grass about every ten feet. Uh, you know, it's a rough desert. Our springs are. These cows have to travel a long ways to water. But I think if a cow could pick, you know, where to live, it would be in in in, the, in cow country just like this because it's. We don't feed cows, but maybe a month in the wintertime, and and uh, they, they do a pretty good job uh, uh, on the feed that we do have. But uh, I, we caught the UPS man one time where there's a sign right here in Oriana. It says uh, population seven, and it's crossed out, and it says maybe eight. Well, we look over here, and the UPS man is backing up his truck just right out in the middle of the road, and he set up a, a, a bipod, and he's taking a picture of himself. Uh, and we, I saw I couldn't resist. I just said, well, I went out there and said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm taking my Christmas card shot. <laughs> said, to, prove, to prove that I deliver to the smallest town out of the way, Bergen in, in Idaho. You know? uh, anyway, that's, that's about us is we got a population of seven, maybe eight. You know? That paints a pretty uh, good picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of history here. Um, in, in the old days of the mine, you know, even right out here in front of our place, we, we butt up against the, one of the biggest uh, BLM allotments in the state, and uh, it's it's twenty something miles long and almost uh, thirty miles wide. It goes from the Snake River to the foot of the Wahis, and uh, it's a great big allotment. But on that, there's the, the Chinese used to come down into Oriana and camp during the winter time from the mines. And so there's just a just a treasure trove of stuff if you go out there and kick some sand around or dirt around of things just laying right outside the the, the area here, you know, and the, the house here. And uh, as far as buckaroo history, there's some of the greater some of the some of the good buckaroos that still have songs sung about them, things like that, the Medinas and things like that. They grew up right here, and uh, and I think that uh, you know as a culture as a as a as a culture it's it's disappearing 
you know, some of these kids uh, that that I, I see when I first came in here, you you would never you, you would never see a bridal without a set of rawhide uh, reins and romels on them, and that, now you're seeing some of these kids go out to the family cows, you know, and they got a nylon set of reins or something that they got at the feed store. And some of this culture is is going away, and uh, I, it's sad to see, you know. Uh, but the, mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 corporate world on some of these uh, uh, ranches is 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 taken away. It broke my heart the other day. I heard that there's a big ranch south of us in Nevada, and they the corporate it's owned by a mining company, and they told them that they couldn't have a pocket knife in their pocket when they go cowboying. And mm-hmm. I thought, my goodness, what in the world? What in the world are they? Is a cowboy going to do without a pocket knife? Yeah. You know, how how is he going to do his job? And and uh, that kind of thing right there, just you know, I, I think that we live in a time here in this place in Oriana where where we're seeing the last of some of these cultural things and I don't for one I don't want to see them go so I try real hard to to, you know make this business about some of that Um, Mm -hmm. you know that you that a young cowboy young kid can can tie a rope around his horse's neck that's that's horse hair not you know not some yacht rope or you know and I, I I've tried real hard to uh, get some of these young young kids, you know, 12, 13-year-old kids interested in some of this stuff. Hey, what if you took a, an old, what if you took an old uh, set of uh, reins out of dad's barn and got them all greased up, put them on your bridle instead of, instead of what you got there, you know, and uh, uh, that's, that's this place right here. And uh, that's really it's, it's, it seems like it's getting smaller and smaller as far as the ion, but Oriana still seems to be a little pocket of uh, uh, some traditional type stuff, you know. Some of this stuff really does it. It, 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 it um, you know, whenever you, you you think about your business and and what you want it to stand for, those are some of the things that I, I've always wanted our business to stand for. I think that's so important, and. I think it's really neat to see businesses like yours across rural America helping preserve this way of life that we all know and love, really. So so that's great. What excites you the most about the future of rural America? Oh, um, I think it's got to be the kids, you know. Yeah. Um, I talk about how it's disappearing and things, but we just branded last week with the shooties, good friend of mine, John Shooty, and and he's got three kids, and they they don't want to do anything but cows and rope stuff, and mm. that right there, you know, if we can get a few of those kids like that, um, you, you know, that 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 just love it, not because not because they're going to make money, not because they're going to get rich, but because they can just, uh, get up in the morning is early and go move cows around and, and, and make a life. Um, seeing kids like that, I think is the most exciting thing for me. We just built a teepee for a kid who graduated from high school. He's a, he was a local kid. His grandpa was the cow boss at the, at a ranch, uh, 
called the YP. His dad was cow boss at the YP, and we just got we just got to build him a teepee, and he took off and kissed mom on the cheek, and he went to cowboy at the YP. And okay. that's third generation. You know, if he ever does become the cow boss or whatever, and does what his grandpa did, and his grandpa being Larry Shooty and his his uh, dad being um, Jake Brown, if he continues that, that's what excites me the mm-hmm. most, I guess. You know, and. Uh, I, I think that without family, uh, staying in these pockets, without the family deal keep going, the corporate deal is going to fail and it's all going to become mechanized and, 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 and done with labor that doesn't have the love for the cow or the horse or whatever. You know, they get on a four-wheeler and go do their thing. I, I think I think if you don't have these families – and, and I think they're getting smaller and smaller groups. But mm-hmm. if you don't have these families that preserve that, then then we're going to lose something as rural America. Or, or, and I think that's in everything. That's in logging. That's in farming. That's mm-hmm. if we don't have these families that preserve it. Um, I got a real good friend. He he's um, come back home to Bruno uh, to do to work to to put some cows on some family stuff. You know, he's trying to preserve a hundred year legacy of that black family. And uh, luckily he's got, there's quite, there's a couple of them, um, his uncle and things that have never turned loose to corporate mentality or to to corporate dollars, what that family has built over a span of a hundred years. And he wants his kids and his grandkids to to have that. And uh, I think, I think that's what excites me the most is that there are some kids that, that, that are wanting to, uh, this cowboy, you know. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Well, what's next for you and Amy and J. Bardi Canvas and Leather? Well, um, you know that's a good question. Um, <laughs> and maybe a, it's just keeping up. <laughs> yeah, she, she she has a you know I got I I love to be horseback and I got these horses and cows and stuff, but she's. She's want we, we we got a little piece of property up the creek and she's wanting to put together uh, a deal and uh, it, it's it, it's sort of in the lines of uh, you you see them in some of the national parks are close to them and and they have canvas under the stars you can rent a you can rent a big sheep tent or something she wants to do the same thing with teepees uh-huh. uh, she wants she wants to to build this place up that we got down the creek here um, and be able to uh, let people come here and be a part of that culture that we just spent you know 20 minutes talking about yeah and um and so we're we're, we're working on that right now uh, we've got the property we've got it all fenced and right now we're waiting on a well driller and that's kind of exciting for her because she she's gonna she's gonna have a hobby you know i got this hobby i leave in the morning four o'clock and go brandon and she she still has to sew but she wants to have something where she goes down there and, and puts together back to teepees or whatever after a guest has left. And she's she's pretty passionate about it. So I think that's what's next for Jay Bardee is we're going to make we're going to make a little area that you can come stay in a teepee for a few nights and get on a horse and move a steer around or something, you know. Put me on the list. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Yes. That's- no. Finally, when it, I'm able to travel, that sounds like an amazing trip. So. We'll make it yeah. happen when you guys are ready. You bet, you bet. You know, sit around, sit around by the fire or something. Maybe get my brother to come play his guitar. And oh, perfect! Sing, sing about the old roan horse or something. Yes, and that's kind of that's kind of her her vision for that. So, 
it's it's starting to take shape. So good. Well, that'll be fun to follow along and see that coming yeah. together. And this is kind of exciting, you know. So we've had some big names um, that we that have chosen our product, and we, we're not sure that how that happened. But uh-huh. um, last week was the debut of our teepees on a little show called Yellowstone. <laughs> um, there was two two of our teepees wow. there in, in the in the show and. And uh, we've had them feature our teepees featured in Filson ads, and we're going on the seventh of July. And there's a, a young guy, real good photographer. He's doing a big layout for Schaefer Clothing, and uh, we're putting six of our teepees in that layout, and we're kind of excited about that too. You know that yeah. it never it never hurts your business to have. Um, things like that (laughs) no absolutely not congratulations that's that's incredible yeah Yeah, it's been pretty neat to 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 watch those sort of things you know when amy got the the uh paypal you know usually we we run paypal or square or whatever for our thing but when paramount pictures sends you uh money (laughs) for a product that we just we just couldn't believe it we thought what in the world we got here you know (laughs) that's awesome yeah well, how do we follow along and keep up with everything you guys have going on? Uh, our presence, uh, social media wise, Amy does a very good job daily. Um, Instagram uh, is is it kind of tells our story on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. We 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 like to include our friends. We like to include who stops by. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, JBRD Canvas and Leather, and also on the Book of Faces, you know we we that's how we got our start. Actually, we kind of niched in on Facebook before everyone was advertising and selling somehow or another we got in some of these uh, cowboy groups and uh, that's how we got our start and i don't think we'll we'll, we'll always have a little bit of a presence there the where, where people can follow along and see but that's jbardy canvas and leather also um and you know keep an eye out also on the the other in the those catalogs the Wilson catalogs and just look if you see us somewhere and we don't know about it get a hold of us and, and show us that's that's what we love uh, is people sharing their photos with us. And it's kind of driven this country, uh, this company, you know, the, the, the guy who bought a bed tarp and took it to, to into some of the parks or in the Banff or whatever, those pictures, um, they tell a story of who's using our products and, um, people can identify with that the most. So if you, if you see our stuff and you have our stuff and you have a picture or a little video or something, we, 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 our business thrives on those. Without those, we couldn't, we, we couldn't have built 20 bed tarps, you know. From the very beginning, that's what sold our product. So good. So good. Okay. Well, I answered your question there. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'll be sure to link to those in the show notes and everybody can go check those out. Those pictures he's talking about are, they're so cool. So. Well, Shane, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This has been great. Thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for calling us. And when, you, when you're when you getting ready to travel this way, make sure you stop in here. Will do. Will do. Yeah. We okay. appreciate everything you're doing. Well, I love the principles that Shane and Amy have built this business on and their heart for giving and investing in the next generation of cowboys. And I'm excited to follow along as they start to create their canvas under the stars experience. I trust you're super inspired from today's episode and probably have a handful of people you know would love to hear it. So go ahead and text them the link and leave us a kind review while you're at it so we can keep spreading the rural revival message far and wide. 
And stay tuned with us on Instagram and Facebook at Rural Revival Co. to stay updated on this podcast and all things Rural Revival related. We'll catch you next time on the Rural Revival Podcast. Have a great day, everybody.